Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. At the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. Most of us have a really easy time to be able to tell others about our faith, either at Christmas or at Easter, or when there's a special occasion, or when somebody is growing or moving, or whatever it is that's going on in their lives. But when people say, oh, I see that you're such a religious person, I say, no, I'm not. And the reason that I say that is because I really don't like the concept of, I'm religious. Bud and I, my husband, have traveled around the world for many occasions speaking, but also many times for ministry. And we have been in Muslim and Buddhist and Hindu countries. And every time we're there, we try to go to one of their places of worship. For instance, when we were in Japan, we went to a temple where they had the opportunity for us to write a prayer request, place it in the rocks with the big lighting of the candles, and then they would smoke the the whole burning incense area, and then the smoke would be whooshed with these giant feathers or big paddles onto the people, so they felt like they were getting blessed when the incense got to them. Well, what we wrote on ours was we would pray that they would all come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And the reason that we pray that is because we make no bones about us being Christians. I even had little tracks that said, Allah has no son when we were traveling to one of the largest mosques, actually in Casablanca in Northern Africa. So we had the Buddhist temple in Japan. Now we had a mosque in Africa that was Muslim territory. And we also went to some Hindu temples when we were in other areas. So when I talk about hating religion, I'm really talking about religiosity, which is the same thing that Jesus himself hated. We've been to many Jewish ceremonies, both in the United States and overseas in the Mideast, but Jesus didn't like the Pharisees and the Sadducees religion. He knew that it was all pomp and circumstance, and they were just trying to flaunt and display theirs. If I were trying to do that, I probably would have picked something other than Christianity. But I do know one thing for sure, that when we fall away from Christ as Christians and turn to gross sins— There's something that happens in the eyes of the world where they're like, oh yeah, we see what your Christianity really did for you. That's why when someone who's a pastor or a preacher in one of these large areas and we hear of them in sexual abuse or something else, we think, don't they understand why people look at us and think that we're just hypocrites? Well, one of the thrills of my life is Isaiah 6, which has a great passage that says, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. That's from Isaiah 6, verse 1. And when I was growing up, I had the vision of the Lord in mind that he was off in a distant place, that he was some big guy in the sky, and we must say thee and thou as in the King James always, and that we could only see God from a distance with his great grandfatherly beard and white hair and 
religion. But, you know, I think every child knows the difference between hating religion and loving Jesus. When you see a child that really loves to sing, Jesus loves me, and they really know that he does, it's so much different than the ones who stand on stage just wanting to make faces and be seen by their parents or grandparents. And David is the only person in the Old Testament history who called God Abba, A-B-B-A, And that's the word for something more special than just father. It's more like daddy. It's an intimate relationship. And that's what I wanted so much with Jesus when I first was seeking the religion that would be right for me. How precious it is to know that David could call God dad or daddy. He wrote to him in Psalm 139, Oh, the thoughts, God, that how vast they are, that if I could count them all, they're more precious than sand to know that I am loved. In other words, you can't count the number of precious thoughts God has about you. Pick up a handful of sand, as we do down here in Florida often, and let it just go through your fingertips back into the beach. You can't ever count the grains of sand. That's how awesome and wonderful, and how vast are the thoughts that God has of you just at that very moment. And now look how it stretches all throughout the beach and think about that. And wow, isn't that precious? You know, there's some wrestling to be done when we look about the realities of this in the Mideast, and especially when you're seeing about the dedicated pastors who are there constantly and forever in the middle of Muslim or Jewish or Hindu territory. And, you know, the perfectionism of Christianity, I don't think even exists. There's nothing perfect except the one for whom Christianity is named, and that is Christ. When I realized that thought, I thought, you know, that just doesn't seem right, because they seem to think that their God is perfect, and they've made up these fables about their God. But when we choose to walk as Jesus did, and when we do as he directs us, and we don't just listen to our flesh or our head, and we don't get all up in ourselves, we won't have to curse the darkness. Instead, we just praise the light. And when other people see the light of Jesus shining in us, they may not know what it is, but they can see our joy and our peace and our smile, and they want what we have, even not knowing what it is. They think we may have come into some spiritual enlightenment in the beginning, or they may think we're of a different faith. But the people that have known us before— For instance, people back in my old hometown, they know how bad I was. And when I tell people down here what I was like as a teenager into my early 20s, they can't believe it. But when I was back for Christmas and having lunch with a group of friends from my old high school, they said, oh, yes, you were. And I know it. I don't deny it. I can't. So I am grateful that God let me remember just enough of how I was, what I was, and how miserable I was, because I have to remember that those that I am seeing, whether they have some other religion or whether they're atheists or Satanists or whatever they are, I know they're miserable too. They can deny it. They can try to hide it. But when you finally get one of them to come right down and admit it, they say the very same thing. So I pray right now for those of you that maybe are not sure, those of you who maybe think religions are all the same and that everybody gets there to the same place and think the same and do the same. 
It's not true. And I challenge you this year to begin reading in God's word. I do jail ministry and I told the ladies there to begin in the book of John. Or if you're really miserable and you need some joy, start in the book of Philippians first, then go to John. But my friend, I encourage you to do the same. Get into a good Bible study. My mom and I are on a Zoom BSF, Bible Study Fellowship, and you're welcome to join that if you would like. But in the meantime, seek the Savior, the one who died for you, the one who knows you best and loves you most. And you won't have to worry about religions because you will have that deep-seated peace and safety and faith with our Savior, the only one that didn't have to worry about death because he knew he would be resurrected and live for all of eternity, which is what we get to do as Christians. God, I pray right now for the one listening that this would be their year to say yes to you, to seek that Savior that died for them, to step out in faith and believe that you so loved the world, you gave your only begotten Son. I pray that they will step out and do that and see for themselves what a difference you make in a life. And you know, God, how well I know that. Thank you, my friend, for staying with me. Get ready for new life in Christ. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.